Today's New Testament reading is the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 8th chapter. In those days, when again a great crowd had gathered, and they had nothing to eat, he called his disciples to him and said to them, I have compassion on the crowd, because they have been with me now three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away hungry to their homes, they will faint on the way, and some of them have come from far away. And his disciples answered him, How can one feed these people with bread here in this desolate place? And he asked them, How many loaves do you have? They said, Seven. And he directed the crowd to sit down on the ground. And he took the seven loaves, and having given thanks, he broke them and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. And they set them before the crowd. And they had a few small fish. And having blessed them, he said that these also should be set before them. And they ate and were satisfied. And they took up the broken pieces left over, seven baskets full. And there were about four thousand people. And he sent them away. And immediately he got into the boat with his disciples and went to the district of Dalmanutha. The Pharisees came and began to argue with him, seeking from him a sign from heaven to test him. And he sighed deeply in his spirit and said, Why does this generation seek a sign? Truly, I say to you, no sign will be given to this generation. And he left them, got into the boat again, and went to the other side. Now they had forgotten to bring bread, and they had only one loaf with them in the boat. And he cautioned them, saying, Watch out, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. And they began discussing with one another the fact that they had no bread. And Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why are you discussing the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Having eyes, do you not see? And having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember, when I broke the five loaves for the five thousand, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? He said to him, Twelve. And the seven for the four thousand, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? And they said to him, Seven. And he said to them, Do you not yet understand? This is the word of the Lord. For today's meditation on God's word, we welcome Pastor Sean Kilgo. In Jesus' name, Amen. Dear saints, we have this morning in our text the account of the feeding of the 4,000. We learn that there's a great crowd following Jesus, listening to his teachings, learning from him, and they had stayed so long that they apparently had run out of food. So Jesus feeds the crowds with four loaves and a few small fish, and the meal is abundant. When it's all over, the disciples collect the leftovers, and so great was Jesus' generosity that what began as seven loaves and a few small fish ended as a two-course meal for 4,000 people. In the midst of this, we're told that the crowds ate and were satisfied. Jesus is teaching us that he desires that we also be satisfied. So we do well to ask ourselves this question, do I believe that Jesus wants me to be satisfied? We're tempted to complain about not having enough of this or enough of that because we think we deserve more, We're tempted to confess that we simply don't have enough from the hand of God. 
the problem isn't that we confess that what we have, God has given to me. The confession that what I have is only a little, that it's not enough. Behind statements such as these is the underlying idea that our God is a stingy God, that God doesn't want me to be completely satisfied. This is what the devil wants you to believe about God, that he's stingy with his gifts to you, that he is ultimately a tight-fisted God. There are two major dangers with this temptation. The first danger is to believe that what we have is small. This stems from the idea that we are deserving of more when in reality the opposite is true. As sinners, we are deserving less than what we have. We're undeserving even of the air which God gives to us to breathe. But because of the abundant mercies of God, he gives us not only air, but food and water. Jesus teaches us that all our physical things, such as clothing, food, drink, and even our life, are gifts given to us by our God, given out of his bountiful goodness. What Jesus gives to you, no matter what it may be or how much of it there is, Jesus gives it to you in order to satisfy you. And understanding this, we see that these gifts aren't small, but abundant and overflowing gifts. The second and larger danger is the temptation to believe that what God has given to us is only contained in the physical. Hidden in the devil's temptation to believe in a stingy God is the temptation to believe that God only gives us physical gifts. In doing this, the devil takes what is a good gift from God and turns it into an idol which we worship, while at the same time taking your eyes off the greater gift, the forgiveness of your sins, through hearing his word and receiving his sacraments. For you see, dear saints, if you don't have the forgiveness of your sins, then these other gifts become the object of your worship, because in taking away the forgiveness of your sins, the devil is taking from you Jesus himself. Fighting against both of these temptations is the prayer which our Lord gives to us. We pray both for our daily bread, believing that our Lord gives us what we need for the day, and we pray that the Lord would forgive our sins. The first, our Lord provides through the vocations of our neighbors. The second, our Lord provides through the institution of his church. In the church where the word is proclaimed and the sacraments are administered, you have life given to you in abundance. There in the house of the Lord, in the holiness of his temple, you receive the satisfaction which can only come from God feeding us with his gifts. Just as Jesus looks at the crowd and has compassion on them and feeds them, so too God has looked upon you, and he has had compassion on you, and he feeds you as well. He feeds you with his word, proclaimed throughout the liturgy and the hymns, in the absolution and the sermon, and he feeds you with the sacrament, placing into your mouth his very body and blood, born, crucified, buried, and raised for you for the forgiveness of your sins. Dear saints, your Jesus knows your needs, and he provides for your needs in abundance. Your Jesus is generous, lavishing upon you not only what you need in this life, but more importantly, pouring out upon you his forgiveness. For he has died for every sin, and he has died in order that you might be justified. This is your comfort, and this is your consolation, that the greatest gift of God, the forgiveness of your sins, is given to you in the greatest abundance, and it cannot be taken from you. It is yours, and in this we are satisfied, living in God's forgiveness. In Jesus' name.
Amen.